Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Andrew Boychenko, and I'm newly elected MLA for Drayton Valley, Devon. It is an honor to stand here today before you to be a part of this incredible opportunity to announce. And I would like to begin by welcoming all of you and extending my deepest thanks for your support, resilience, and unwavering commitment to our community. I want to especially thank Public Safety and Emergency Services Minister Mike Ellis, Municipal Affairs Minister Rick McIver, Brazil County Reeve Bart Guion, and Drayton Valley Mayor Nancy Dodds for being here today. We gather not only to address the devastation caused by the ongoing wildfires across Alberta, but to unite in our determination to rebuild and heal as a community and as a province. We have had an exceptionally challenging past few months. In addition to 7,000 Drayton Valley residents being forced to flee their homes, rising waters and heavy rainfall have posed additional threats to our residents. We have witnessed our friends, neighbors, and loved ones lose not only their homes, but the cherished memories they held. The losses are immeasurable, and healing will take time. I am proud to stand with a government that acknowledges that, a government that takes action, and a government that's willing to continue to work hand-in-hand -hand with local communities, offering support, resources, and a shoulder to lean on in days, weeks, and months to come. At this time, I would like to turn the microphone over to Minister Ellis. Well, uh, thank you, MLA Boychenko, and good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for being here. It's a pleasure to be here today for such an important occasion. Uh, before I talk a bit more about the new program, um, I'd just like uh, to express my sincere gratitude to the firefighters, the law enforcement officers, the emergency responders, and many other individuals involved in Alberta's wildfire response. We're fortunate to be in the position that we are right now, thanks to the people uh, who have worked tirelessly to keep our communities safe. I'd also like to thank the many Albertans impacted by these wildfires, like the residents of Drayton Valley, for your strength and your patience in the face of so much uncertainty and hardship. And while most evacuation orders have been lifted, we know that the path to full recovery may take some time yet for residents and the communities themselves. As there are still a number of Albertans under an evacuation order, please know that our government stands with you and looks forward to the coming days when you and your families, of course, can return home. In responding to the wildfires, Alberta municipalities and Métis settlements have had to manage extraordinary costs and pressures to help keep residents, homes, and businesses safe. We're here to help shoulder this burden. The new disaster recovery program announced today will provide $175 million to help Alberta municipalities and Métis settlements recoup the costs related to the wildfire response and recovery. The community expenses eligible for financial assistance under this program include the covering of volunteer uh, firefighter compensation, overtime costs uh, for salaried uh, firefighters and municipal staff, reception center costs, structural protection costs, any infrastructure that was damaged as part of the wildfire response, 
and response costs for government of Alberta ministries working to manage the impacts of wildfire and protect communities. I want to be clear that the disaster recovery program uh, does not cover costs of damage and loss from wildfire itself or uh, costs incurred by forestry and parks in fighting the wildfires. Only costs incurred by responding to the wildfires and repairing related damage. So as an example of an eligible cost would be uh, remediating a public park that was torn up as uh, to serve as a fire break, uh, fences cut to allow access to property to fight wildfires or build uh, fire guards or other property that was damaged uh, to limit the spread of these wildfires. For damages caused by the wildfires, specifically uh, local authorities should continue to work through their insurance to claim any damage uh, damages or costs. We encourage homeowners and small business owners and other individuals and organizations to work through their insurance providers if their property was damaged by the wildfires. Financial assistance will vary by community depending on their response and recovery costs. While there is no maximum cap applied under the disaster recovery program, a cost share will be applied in which municipalities and Métis settlements will cover 10% and the government of Alberta will cover 90% of eligible costs. We will review the program applications on a case-by-case -case basis to provide impacted communities with the support and assistance, of course, that they do need. In conclusion, it is safe to say that the 2023 uh, fires will go down as one of the uh, worst years for Alberta wildfires in this province. This unprecedented wildfire season led to the first ever province-wide state of emergency. There is no doubt that this has been an incredible challenge for us all. And yet, Albertans and Alberta communities have persevered. Albertans from across the province have pitched in, uh, helping out their fellow neighbours and donating time and money to provide relief for those that have been impacted. All levels of government have worked together to protect lives and property and help get communities on a path to recovery. We can all be proud of these uh, collective efforts and our resiliency to face uh, in the face of so much adversity. And we're going to continue to work closely with you to help recover and make our communities even stronger. So thank you. Uh, I'd like to now welcome Minister McIver to the podium to say a few words. Good afternoon. Thanks, Deputy Premier. And uh, uh, thank you, MLA Boychenko. It's, uh, it's good to be here, especially uh, talking about cleaning up after the last couple of months that we have uh, suffered through. And obviously, it's no secret, some some people have suffered more than others. Uh, so thank you to Mayor Dodds, not just for having us here today, but for your leadership during these challenging times for Drayton Valley. And as uh, many people know, but not everybody knows, is that the system here in Alberta when a disaster happens is that the, uh, well, the province sometimes looks like the bigger player at the table. It's the municipal leaders, the mayors, reeves and councillors who take the lead. They're the ones that typically first declare a state of emergency and put the wheels in motion in the provinces there, of course, to assist with the uh, resources that we have available. So to those uh, Mayor Dodds and those municipal leaders, we owe them all a great debt of our uh, gratitude for the, for, 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 being at the front of the line and uh, making those hard decisions off the start. And to echo uh, 
Mr. Ellis's remarks. Also, the first responders can never be forgotten. The firefighters, sheriffs, uh, EMS uh, professionals, and everyone else, uh, the medical industry, and everybody else that has uh, stepped up to save communities threatened by wildfires. As you can see in the distance behind me, there is evidence of burnt forest. And if you could imagine the fire was burning now, it would really give you a more stark sense of how close the fire was to facilities like the one that we are at right now. But it is thanks to the diligence and courage of first responders, municipal leaders, other first responders, that damage was not worse and that buildings, including this one, were saved. I'd like to thank the residents of Drayton Valley who have shown cooperation, resilience, and patience during what has to be very stressful time. If the 7,000 people were out of their homes, one can only imagine the thoughts that went through their head while uh, waiting, waiting to find out how bad things would or would not get. Local communities are always on the front lines of managing disasters and spring wildfire. The fires of 2023 have been no exception. Impacted at-risk communities and Métis settlements were required to make critical decisions to save lives and protect property. And might I say, the response by local officials was extraordinary. Communities hosted reception centers, which came with unplanned costs for accommodations, unplanned costs in arrangements for food, and unplanned costs and arrangements for accommodations. In some cases, infrastructure was damaged by the necessary efforts firefighters had to take to beat back the flames and protect as much of the community as possible. And in the face of these challenges, I'm proud to say Alberta's government has stepped up. The new disaster recovery program announced today will provide financial assistance to support communities as they rebuild. And it's just one example of the positive collaboration between your provincial government and your municipal governments to help Alberta during all times, but particularly during recovery after a disaster. So thank you all for being here. And now it is my pleasure to welcome Mayor Dodds to say a few words. Good afternoon. Thank you everyone for being here today. Deputy Premier Ellis, Minister MacGyver, MLA Andrew Bachenko, and Bart Reeve, or Reeve Bart Guion from Brazo County. The Buck Creek wildfire has been one of the most challenging disasters that our communities had to face. I want to start by saying thank you to the province for their support during these difficult times. Right from the start, you were checking in on our community in ways that you could be of support. I also want to mention the way that our community pulled together to help one another out and how indebted that we are to those that gave up so much time and effort to save Drayton Valley. Thank you to our local firefighters, RCMP, AEMA, Alberta Forestry, Oregon Department of Forestry, the military, and so many more crews who supported us. They are the reason that we are standing here today, and we are all so very grateful. Following the wildfires, we've been working with the province for recovery relief, and I'm happy to be here today to help with that announcement that Drayton Valley will be receiving funding from the Government of Alberta to help us rebuild after this devastating wildfire as part of the province's wildfire disaster recovery program. Learning about the program and that, and that the province would be helping to support us during these incredibly challenging times has been a relief on all of us. These funds will help us recover some of the costs that have been incurred during the Buck Creek wildfire, including wages for those helping on the frontline reception center, 
cost for displaced evacuees who needed a safe place to go, and infrastructure damages during the wildfire and firefighting efforts, and many, many more things. I'm grateful to our emergency operations team who have taken the appropriate routes to apply for this funding and ensure that Drayton Valley is receiving the best assistance available. And again, I'm very grateful to the province who has made this financial aid available. Right from the beginning again and throughout the wildfire, you were supporting us, checking in on us to see what we needed, and here you are today providing additional resources. I'm proud to live in a province that stands behind its rural communities in such profound ways, and I look forward to continue, continuing to work together to best support our community. On behalf of the town of Drayton Valley, thank you again for your support and everyone for being here today. Thank you very much, Mayor Dodds. We are now ready to begin the media segment of today's announcement. As a reminder, we have the Ministers of Public Safety and Municipal Affairs available for questions. Every journalist will have the opportunity to ask an opening question and a follow-up question. I'd ask you to please begin by stating your name, outlet, and who your question is directed to. Thank you very much. And now we will take our first question from the floor. Good afternoon. It's Safe Kaiser Global News. Uh, I believe both questions for the uh, Deputy Premier. Uh, I'm just wondering, uh, how does the cost of battling all the wildfires throughout this season compare to other seasons and other natural disasters like uh, what happened in Fort Mac and, and High Level? Well, I mean, I'm certainly very fortunate we have uh, Stephen Lacroix, who's the... Um Assistant Deputy Minister uh, for Alberta Emergency Management here. He'd probably be able to answer that in more detail. But I will say this, uh, Safe. What's extraordinary about this, which is why we had to declare a provincial state of emergency, which is a little bit different than some of the previous disasters that you, you mentioned, such as Fort McMurray, um, such as Slave Lake, as an example, is the, the, the extraordinary amount of um, incidents uh, and you know, critical incidents that we had throughout the province. Um, there wasn't just uh, one major incident in one location. We, you know, we had Drayton Valley, we had Fox Lake, uh, we had uh, extraordinary uh, other communities that were requiring uh, safeguards that were needing to be built. And so we had, you know, multiple different crisis points with uh, you know, multiple different incident command teams and resources uh, through AEMA and, uh, of course, uh, using the national uh, wildfire uh, program that, uh, that we use nationally along with every other province to ensure that we had resources being brought in not only nationally but internationally. I mean, that's what made this such an a unprecedented and extraordinary event. But I certainly, Stephen, if you wouldn't mind supplementing that, I'd appreciate that. Uh, thanks, Mr. I'll, I'll be very brief. Um, I'd hate to offer a statistic when the actual event is uh, far from over. So leaving the office this morning, I think we had 106 fires on the go uh, and, and a couple of evacuation orders, as uh, Minister Ellis uh, mentioned. So what's uh, what do we know? Well, we know it's the worst wildfire season in Alberta's history, right? We're, we're closing in on 1.5 million hectares burnt. In terms of expenditures, if we were to compare it, to uh, other major fires that we've had, whether it's uh, Slave Lake or Fort Mac is the example you used. Uh, I don't have that figure in front of me, but uh, given the fact that uh, at one point we, uh, we've had up to 52, as of this morning, communities impacted uh, with response costs, uh, I would be surprised if those numbers all tally together don't uh, give us a, a larger figure than what we have in Fort McMurray, but I'll, I'll put the same caveat out there, is that the event is not over yet, and we haven't tallied the total. Thank you. 
parents that don't know in total 700 786. Yeah, I think this is important to know, Safe. You know, I think in total right now we've had uh, 786 fires since the start of the fire season. Again, an extraordinary number disproportionate than something we're, we're used to in this province. Right, and uh, follow-up, you know, in addition to the wildfires, we're, we're also seeing floods, tornadoes. It feels like the only thing we're missing are, are, are locusts here. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, how does that how does that add to the costs throughout the season having to battle all of these natural disasters? And have we ever seen uh, any other year in Alberta that's come anywhere as close as this? And I'm not sure if this is no. for you, Deputy Premier, or if uh, Mr. Lacroix yeah. uh, wants to comment on that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll make some comments here. We'll have maybe uh, Deputy or sorry, uh, Assistant uh, ADM uh, Lacroix uh, show up here. Look, uh, this is extraordinary. You're, you're right. Uh, we've had uh, tornadoes. We've had floods. We've had uh, fires. Uh, we've had uh, um, uh, some communities that have been impacted and been evacuated for uh, wildfires and floods. And um, sure, I, I guess there will be a cost associated to that. But uh, like anything in a critical incident, uh, it's all about protecting life first. Um, you know, we can worry about that cost thing at, 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 uh, at, at a later stage. We want to protect life. We want to protect property. And as the Premier has said on many occasions, as I have said on many occasions, we'll do whatever it takes to keep Albertans safe, and this would be no different. Yeah, thanks, Minister. Yeah, I, I would agree that, uh, well, statement of the obvious, that this is uh, unprecedented. Precedented, sorry. Uh, but to, to Minister Ellis's point, uh, Never in our conversations, actually, uh, did we have a, a financial conversation. Uh, it's all about life and limb, preserving that, preserving uh, property, uh, the economic impact on, uh, on those communities, and uh, deploy what you need to deploy to ensure uh, those actions take place. Uh, again, at the end of a, the, the hazard season, you know, sometimes in, uh, in September, October, actually, so we're, we're just barely into it, uh, we will uh, go through the accounting Cost uh, the extent of uh, the response cost for those disasters and have that number available. But uh, it, it's not a consideration uh, that comes into play in terms of making the right emergency management decisions to save people's lives and properties. Thanks. I'm going to supplement what Stephen said. And look, in full, in full credit to Alberta Emergency Management Agency leadership of um, uh, Stephen Lacroix. Um, and all those municipal leaders, right? So all of those critical incident commanders that were in each one of those jurisdictions, thank you to you. Thank you to the mayor. Uh, her, she had extraordinary leadership. I mean, I was in conversation with her in May, you know, when this was all, uh, when this was all occurring. Um, uh, thank you to uh, Minister Bill Blair. Uh, you know, I've had an extraordinary uh, relationship working with him, and, you know, he was able to assist us in making sure we had resources, uh, and we have a, a very good relationship as well. Thank you. Can we get our next question from the floor, please? Emmanuel Prince, Radio-Canada. My first question is for the Mayor, uh, Mayor Dodds. So could you tell us how, like, give us an idea of how much the wildfire and the evacuation cost to the city and how much you expect to receive with this new program? 
Well, I don't have those exact numbers right now. We're still doing assessment uh, both on ground and around the area of what those, uh, what the damages were. And then, um, of course, just today is upon finding on the um, the relief. So those will be discussed between our uh, CAOs and um, the AEMA today. Okay. And the uh, second question is maybe more technical. So maybe Mr. Lacroix will be more... Uh uh, able to, to answer, but take us through like the application process. Is it the, munis the municipalities who apply or the counties and how do you estimate the costs and like who estimates the cost, the municipality or the government? Yeah, so uh, a, a bit of both, but uh, the, the estimation is one bit. Uh, we're going to get to a point where we have the actual numbers. So the way this works is Minister Ellis declares a, a disaster recovery program, which he did. Uh, once that's declared, it enables municipalities to apply to the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. Uh, we use uh, estimates before we get the actual receipts to try to figure out how much uh, how much money we seek from Treasury Board, and that's how we got to that $175 million, including some contingency funds, including uh, some monies for future disasters, because, again, the, the season is not over. Uh, so once that application comes in, uh, then there's a process by which our case managers, in collaboration with the impacted municipalities, uh, will uh, will build the case, uh, get the official receipts for all those expenditures, and then uh, once we uh, we we're building that uh, that amount, 50% of that amount is pushed out to municipalities, uh, towns that were that were impacted. Uh, and then upon receipt of the final numbers from those municipalities, then 90% is the, the, the percentage that is provided by the province. And then the municipalities, Métis settlements and the like, will be responsible for 10%. But it's 90 of 50 or 90 of 100? 90 of 100. Okay, good. Yeah, the 50% is part of that 100, if you will. So there's a 40% left to, uh, to give out to municipalities once we get the, the official final numbers. Good. Thank you. Can we get our next set of questions from the floor, please? Nariman with CTV Edmonton. This is for Minister Ellis. Uh, I want to ask you about the provincial response when it comes to uh, strategies dealing with natural disasters, you know, record wildfire season. We got flooding. We have tornadoes now. Is the province looking to take a more proactive approach when trying to deal with natural disasters? Do you think more work can be done when it comes to how you respond um, to this? Because another record year, and who knows what happens next year? Well, I, th I think your question is um, very good. We just had a FPT meeting uh, very recently. Um, you know, on, depends on perspective, I guess, unfortunately or fortunately. Um, all provinces are dealing with uh, some unprecedented uh, disasters going on right now. Um, certainly, I was able to speak in front of all of my colleagues in, 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 in Canada, including Minister Blair, um, you know, and we talked about that as far as proactive approaches to, deal, uh, to dealing with some of this stuff. Obviously, you know, obviously a tornado is a little, I don't know, sir, how you proactively deal with or, or tornado as an example. However, I would say from a wildfire perspective, 
um, you know, ensuring that we have uh, protective barriers in place, those, wa those, those, those walls in place, um, I think that is something we have to look at. And then, uh, obviously, with, with flooding, we're always uh, trying to figure out how we can make sure that we protect any community from, from further flooding. So I'll just say this, that uh, not only we're we working with the municipalities, but we're continuing to work with the federal government, government to make sure that we're taking proactive approaches to dealing with any sort of natural disaster. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and, and FPT is a federal, provincial, territorial. I, she was nodding. She's like she really knew it. Anyway, federal, <laughs> provincial, territory. Uh, in that, uh, uh, that that is, of course is uh, the ministers of emergency services, emergency emergencies that uh, responsible emergency response from every province in Canada, including the territories. Yeah. And this is also for you as well. Um, will we be seeing you down in the Disbury area? You know, meeting with people, victims of the tornado. Um, I know the premier, she finally yeah. tweeted about it yesterday. Will she be visiting the area? And um, why hasn't she been there yet? Is there a reason for it? Well, I mean, look, I mean, this thing, what are we here? Uh, Tuesday. Sorry, my days are always melding together here. I mean, this just recently happened. I can tell you right now we're trying to assess the damage, uh, certainly on the way back. I know Mr. McIver is committed to, to stopping in there. Um, I'm heading uh, to Edmonton immediately after this uh, to conduct another interview quite frankly and certainly on my way back I'm certainly uh, not not opposed to stopping into that area and talking to people I will tell you this uh, since the start of that tornado uh, I have been in direct contact with uh, Speaker Cooper who's the MLA in that particular area uh, I can tell you um, uh, just a remarkable job that he's been doing and not only keeping me uh, minute to minute as to what has been going on uh, he's been down uh, on the ground, uh, on the highways, uh, talking to not only people who have been affected by this disaster, but also ensuring uh, that uh, he's talking to all the first responders. I know he was talking to even some of the volunteers uh, that have been in the community just saying, you know, hey, because that's what we do as Albertans. We always try to come together. And he's talking to anybody who's just trying to help out. So kudos to him. Uh, and certainly I know Mr. McIver will be there and I'm going to certainly do my best on my way back uh, from Edmonton. And, uh, you know, and the premier, of course, I mean, she's she's got a, a busy schedule. But I can tell you right now, uh, when this when this uh, tornado uh, first touched down, I think within minutes she had already called me. And she knew before I did, and we're all tr trying to figure out how we can help this community. So she's absolutely on top of this. So I think it's too early. To, honestly, the question was, is there going to be any funding? I, I think they're assessing the damage at the moment, so we just don't know at this time. It's too early. Yeah. Seeing no more questions on the floor, we will go to the phones. Operator, please put through the first caller. Thank you. Janet French, CBC. Hi there, thanks for taking my question. So we've heard that some people, especially in Indigenous communities, did not have fire insurance and Métis settlements may not have fire insurance because companies refused it to them. So if this program does not cover um, homeowners or things that should, should be covered by fire insurance, what other recourse do communities and individuals have to get disaster relief? Yeah, a gr Janet, great question. You know, these are questions that came up uh, even with Emergency Management uh, coordinate, uh, Coordination Cabinet Committee. Um, we're working on that right now. We're working with the with the uh, Indigenous communities. I can tell you that Minister Wilson has been um, been been talking to the chiefs in that area. Um, 
all I can say is that there's there's ongoing discussions. We're fully aware of, of what the issue is, and uh, as I have said before, as the and I'll repeat this, as I have said, as the as the uh, premier uh, stated before, um, look, we're we're, we're going to do whatever it takes to to try to make sure that we we help any community, um, and um, and I can just say that those those conversations are are currently ongoing. That's all I can say at this time. Janet, did you have a follow up? Just a follow up. Sure, and I'm not sure if this is a McIver question or a Minister Ellis question. It's actually a budgeting question. I mean, we've got 1.5 billion in the contingency fund that includes all natural disasters, an unknown amount of firefighting costs. Now, 175 million just alone for this disaster recovery program. Um, do you need to go back and look at the budget line for contingencies already this year? Well, the fire season's not over yet. The the, the flood season's not over yet. I mean. Uh, I can tell you that, uh, and I think I mentioned this in even my remarks. I mean, this disaster recovery program, you know, does not include the costs for for the wildfires uh, and from forestry and parks and fighting these wildfires. So, um, I, I think it's just too early to tell at this particular time. Um, I can tell you, um, you know, that we do have that line item there, and, and and kudos to Minister Taves for for making sure that we have it there. Um, but I think again, it's too early to tell whether or not we need to to reassess that line. Thank you very much. It was just whispered in my ear that the cost so far this year is in the neighborhood of $700 million. And the, the I think you used the word even in your question, Janet, uh, unknown. Um, and that one thing about disasters, they are always unknown. So we have a contingency that generally should be enough. Some years it's too much, some years it's not enough. That's why it's called a contingency, and I, I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I'm just saying we don't know either <laughs> when when a fire is going to get out of control, when a flood is going to come, when a tornado is going to hit. So it's the right question, and I hope you can appreciate that it's there's no way we could ever know for sure the answer. Operator, please put through the next caller. Lisa Johnson, Post Media. Hi, thanks for taking my question. I think this is for Minister Ellis. You mentioned that this this program does not cover costs incurred by forestry and parks in responding to the wildfires. I'm presuming that, that that's specifically direct firefighting costs. Um, can you explain why that is? is? Is that, are all of those costs covered by the province? Um, or are municipalities in some cases expected to pay those costs? Uh, well, I think this, this technical question, we'll ask uh, uh, the ADM uh, LaCroix to come up here. But look, I think the, uh, if you might have missed it because uh, you were on the line there, I think Mr. McIver had mentioned uh, the rough total right now for the wildfires is about $700 million. So the granular details, I'll ask uh, LaCroix. Thanks, Minister, and thanks for the question. Uh, so the, I guess I'll, I'll answer this in a few parts. So if the fire... Uh, would have started in the forest protection area, the province is responsible for the costs incurred to fight that fire. Uh, actually, if a municipality, uh, let's say on the border of the forest protection area, assists Alberta wildfire, uh, Alberta wildfire would reimburse that municipality for those resources. Uh, if the opposite happens, uh, if a fire happens to uh, occur outside the forest protection area, then the municipality... Uh, we'd be responsible for those costs. However, uh, we've, uh, we've, the minister has established a disaster recovery program and then the province would pay 90% of those costs. 
uh, and uh, without getting too technical, um, the, the application process for uh, the Ministry of Forest, Forestry and Parks is just outside the same process that we use under the Alberta Emergency Management Agency and Public, Public Safety and Emergency Services. But they are pulling that $700 million approximately from the same contingency fund, which is established at $1.5 billion. Thank you. Lisa, did you have a follow-up? Uh, yeah, just so that I'm, I'm perfectly clear here. So, that, so um, municipalities won't be left on the hook to pay for firefighting response. They can, they can dip into this program if, say, for example, a fire started on private property, not, not inside the, the forest protection area. Yeah, that's the nuance. So in a normal year, if a fire would have happened in a municipality, and uh, the government of Alberta would not have declared a disaster recovery program, then that municipality would have been responsible for that cost. But because we've established that disaster recovery program, then the province picks up 90% and the municipality is responsible for 10. So I guess you would agree that 10 is better than 100% from a municipal perspective. Thanks. Operator, please put through the next caller. Catherine Grakowski, Alberta Today. Thanks for taking my question. Um, so as communities use this money to rebuild, let's say there's a piece of municipal infrastructure that was destroyed to create a fire guard. Um, do, do they have to take that into consideration when rebuilding, or do they have to consider, hey, there's no forest, so maybe we're more susceptible to flood? Um, do these conditions factor into the rebuilding at all? So what I would say is that the uh, Alberta Emergency Management Agency's recovery branch uh, is composed of, uh, uh, of a lot of uh, smart people that have done this, uh, unfortunately, I would argue, uh, for many, many years. And uh, we also are composed of a number of uh, urban designers and engineers uh, that will have those conversations with the municipalities. Uh, so there's, there's ways to, uh, to rebuild um, in uh, areas less prone to natural disasters. We can apply a certain percentage of the funding made available uh, to that effort. And, and of course, uh, everything's on the table and we can have those conversations with the affected municipalities. Thank you. Catherine, did you have a follow-up? Yeah, um, it, it, I was hoping to follow up on a question I think was asked by CTV. So last week, the federal government released its national adaptation strategy, and I'm wondering what role, if any, the province will have in implementing that strategy, whether uh, talks are in place now to talk about infrastructure. Uh, where are we at in terms of Alberta's adaptation? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so what I would say is the... We are at the, 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 despite the federal announcement, we are at the preliminary stage of assessing what that means. So you will have uh, heard in that announcement that Ottawa is making $1.8 billion available to all of Canada. Uh, what will Alberta's portion of that be uh, remains to be determined, 10 to 11% if you go on a per capita basis. Uh, what can be done with that? Uh, a different ministry is leading that work. Uh, Minister Ellis, as he mentioned uh, last week, 
uh, was part of a presentation that uh, gave us kind of the wave tops of that program being rolled out by Ottawa. We have been consulted since the beginning, actually, though, to, uh, to, to have a product that meets Alberta and Albertans' needs, uh, but the, def the details have yet to be uh, ratified and explained by Ottawa. Thanks. Operator, please put through the next caller. Thank you. Sherry Narine, Windspeaker. Hi, thank you. This is from Minister Ellis. I'm um, Sherry Narine with Windspeaker. Can you go into a little bit more detail as to what those discussions regarding First Nations and the Disaster Recovery Program are taking into consideration? Well, look, Sherry, I mean, there, there's been some areas such as, you know, Fox Lake as an example. I mean, that's been some very devastating damage that's been done to the communities. Um, I can just tell you, I mean, without getting into the granular details of this, I can tell you that, that Minister Wilson has been in, in, in certainly direct contact with uh, the chiefs, uh, you know, from our First Nations communities uh, that have been affected, obviously to our Métis communities, Métis settlements, of course, that have been affected. Uh, and, you know, you know, I guess it's, it's a little bit more, um, if, if the word is simple, um, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but, you know, from a First Nations community perspective, um, certainly Mr. Wilson is directly liaising with um, his counterpart in the federal government and ensuring that uh, all those uh, costs and nuances and making sure the recovery is, is occurring from, from that perspective. Obviously, from the, the Métis settlement uh, perspective, where those folks have been impacted by fires, it becomes a little bit more um, challenging. Um, that, that and you know nobody needs to be left behind, uh, but we just got to figure out what the actual uh, answer is to this uh, this very complex question. So, we're, right now, uh, between the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, where we have folks on the ground, uh, we obviously have the, uh, the um, disaster recovery program, which we've made this announcement here. Um, you know, these are these are where the conversations are are continuing. And then, of course, Minister Wilson is continuing to work with the Métis chiefs uh, to make sure that we're uh, doing what we can to meet, meet their needs. Um, you know, I wish I could give you a, a simple answer to a very complex uh, uh, problem, but uh, I think that's all we can do at this time. Sherry, did you have a follow-up question? Yeah, Mr. Ellis, I'm not clear as to how the Métis settlements are more complicated. Don't they fall under provincial jurisdiction? So why are they more complicated than dealing with the First Nations, which are federal jurisdictions? Not, not from our not from our perspective. Not from our perspective. Just that the Métis uh, settlements um, do not have the same coverage federally. Um, so that becomes a responsibility of the province, which is totally fine. Uh, we're just trying to figure out uh, how we can meet their needs and the complexities of uh, some of the people who have lost. Uh, in certain cases, have lost lost their homes, and uh, as to one of your colleagues had pointed out before, some of these folks uh, do not have insurance. So we're trying to we're trying to figure that out. So it's it's uh, the First Nations are completely covered federally uh, when it comes to uh, disasters. Uh, the Métis settlements are not covered federally, and uh, they are of course covered provincially, which is why we are trying to do what we can to assist them. It just becomes a little bit more complex. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean that anybody is getting less service. That's not what that means. It just means that one has more federal support and the other one, the other one doesn't. Uh, but that's, 
That, I would argue, is a question that you should have for the federal government on that one. Operator, please put through the next caller. Thank you. There are no additional callers in the queue. With no callers and no more questions from the floor, we can conclude today's press conference. Thank you very much.